When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. His heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and ambitious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub. And uh, listen, we're going to do things a little bit different on this podcast right now. All right. So, first of all, let me go ahead and set things up. Um, this is the Hawks Beat Podcast, talking to all things Atlanta Hawks. Um, we are part of the Minute Media Podcast Network, and we are so glad that you have decided to swing by and see what our little podcast is all about. So thank you for checking us out. Um, we're going to jump right into it, man. Um, Friday night, we, we have to talk about it. And listen, I'm a full disclosure. I was not at the game. I did not see the game. Um, I was I was indisposed. I was, I was not available. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> was not available but uh i came on this morning i saw uh last night i saw the box score i saw the numbers 
I saw that the Nuggets put up 43 in that second quarter. And a lot of the same talk seems to be uh, circulating around this Hawks team. Defense, rotations, you know, whose fault is it, you know. Uh, And I'll just say this. I think when you're 14 to 15, everybody has to look in the mirror. Everybody's got to look in the mirror from number 11 to Coach McMillan to, uh, I don't know, even (laughs) maybe even Sharif Cooper. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's got to look in the mirror. You have to look in the mirror and make sure you're doing everything that you can to uh, make sure you guys are maxing maxing out your potential. Because I, I think although the Hawks are 14 to 15, I, I kind of believe that they're better than that, even with the injuries. Right? Like, even with the injuries. You know, I, I know you would love to have uh, Bogey back, love to have DeAndre back, but I still think this is a better team than their record. Period. I mean, I, I, I believe that. So, um, I know... This is kind of short notice, and this pod's not going to be up long. Well, it's going to be up long, but I'm going to do another pod tomorrow. But I wanted to just put out something to just kind of uh, just kind of talk about last night's game. And so what I figured I would do, I would do kind of like a fan interaction uh, show. So um, I was on Twitter this afternoon, and uh, for those of you who are not on social media or not on uh, Twitter or Facebook, make sure you are following us. On all of those social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we are at HawksBeat, all one word. Um, chat us up, give us a follow, and uh, let us know what you guys think, man. We, we try to, I, I love to get the fan perspective on on these things. So I, I sent out a couple tweets this afternoon, and I just wanted to just kind of talk about what you guys said, you know, and give my thoughts and uh, kind of make this a, a fan-centered show uh, right now, so... Uh, I, I don't imagine this will be the, the same length of a normal podcast, but I wanted to just kind of uh, speak about what I what I heard from some of you guys this afternoon when I was tweeting or when I sent out some of those questions about uh, the game on Friday night. You know, um, so the first thing that I asked, let me pull up my Twitter account. Uh, the first thing I asked was, let me go back, let me go back, da 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 da. And uh, I'll say this. Let me go while I'm searching. I said, look, I said, so um, I saw a lot of folks having issue with McMillan's rotations. I said, hypothetically speaking, what do you think the Hawks, uh, what do you think should be the Hawks starting five? And also, who do you think the second five should be? I said, there's no there's no wrong answer. I just want to see what you guys think. Uh, I also asked, I said, I see a lot of talk about the rookies needing to get more minutes, more burn. I said, I think one issue is that the Hawks view Jalen Johnson as a big, meaning they see him as the same position as a John Collins and a Gallinari. Uh, With that being said, it's kind of easy to see why he is not getting the same playing time because those two guys are kind of integral to what the Hawks are doing. So... Those were just kind of the questions, and I kind of went back and forth with some of you guys to see just kind of what your thoughts were on the rotations and, and some of, uh, you know, on, on some of the issues that some of you guys had. So, again, this is going to be the fan-centered show, and um, I'll just kind of pick and choose a little bit about what I want to uh, read. And I will start with 
at the real Ben Cohen on Twitter. Uh, he said, "So when Bogey returns to health, I want to see Trey Bogey, Kev, JC, Cap. Then second unit, he wants Reef, Wright, Cam, Double J, Double O. But I want staggering with one two of Trey Bogey, JC, Cap on the floor at all times. I want Lou to bench mentor." I think a Gallo trade isn't a bad idea. Hey, that's <laughs> listen. I, I don't. I don't have any problems with that. I, I. I've always. I've always said that I've. I haven't been in favor of the full bench unit. Uh, I'm. I'm big on staggering. Um, staggering the minutes with the bench and and, and starters. You know. Um, and I think Nate has kind of been doing that a little bit. He's been doing it with Clint a little bit. I know a while back he was doing it with John. Um, I don't know. Maybe he needs to be more creative. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't have the answer. Um, the idea of a Gallo trade, and, and I think I posed this to him, and I'm not sure if uh, it's in the thread or not, but I said, uh, I said a question for you. I said, Gallo at times has been the only consistent scorer off the bench. So, are you okay with removing that? Because listen, when that bench unit is out there, even if, if they run a bench unit with, let's say, uh, Clint in the middle or JC at the five, like Gallo is still the guy they're running that offense through in that second unit. The idea is uh, initially Nate kind of wanted Cam to kind of take that 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 leadership role where. The offense is kind of running through Cam, but Cam hasn't been consistent enough, and plus he's been dealing with some injuries, and I, I don't think that he's ready for that yet. Like for all the mistakes and for all the the the, the stuff Gallo is on defense, and he is bad on defense. My God, he is a turnstile <laughs> offensively. I don't know if you can replace him like that. Like you know, like. You, you surely can't replace him with anybody on this roster. So his response was, I said, uh, you okay with moving Gallo? He said, if Bogey and Trey are on the court 48 minutes, yeah, I'm okay with that. Staggering just has to be their approach. And so the idea is that you always have somebody who can create offense at all times on the court. Um, I don't know how feasible that is. It, it, in, in theory, it seems like a great idea, and that's why I, I appreciated what he said. Like, in theory, it seems cool, but, like, I don't I don't know how possible that is, you know. But, um, you know, appreciate it, Ben Cohen. I, I appreciate it. Next up, uh, Mr. Michael Green. Well, not Mr. Michael Green, ATL, uh, hit me up and said, TLC played 32 minutes in a game where he didn't have it on offense, five points, or on defense. Okay. Cam Reddish only played 15 minutes. Flipping those two would be a start. Also, Lou plus Gallo on the floor together kill our defense. Might not might need to be the end of our I'm sorry. Might need to be the end or reduction of Lou's minutes. So he's all in favor of Lou just being out of the rotation. <laughs> <laughs> He's in favor of Lou just being out of the rotation. And, hey, I, I asked for your thoughts, and you're giving them to me, right? And so, listen, TLC playing 32 minutes and Cam playing 15. I think there's something there, you know? I, again, I didn't see the game. You know, I didn't see the game. 
And so I'm wondering this, guys. I'm wondering if I'm wondering how 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 much of a fit does McMillan see Cam Reddish with Trey and John and Clint? Like I'm wondering how much of a fit does he see those? Does he see you know Cam fitting in with those guys? I'm not sure. Like I, I don't know. Like in, in the 15 minutes, and I guess I, I should have asked him where were those 15 minutes at. And, and, and what I mean by that is this. I think a lot of the time, too much emphasis is placed on starting and not starting. I think the most important thing in a game flow is when you get your minutes. When you get your minutes. Like, are you getting them in crunch time? Or are you closing a game out? Because to me, that is what is most important. Are you closing the game out? Are you getting these? Are you getting these minutes in crunch time? So, um, I think that's a valid argument. I mean, I, I think that Cam Reddish is just as good, if nothing, or if not a better player than TLC. I think he's definitely better defensively. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a concern of his, and so you know, um, I appreciate appreciate that, uh, Mr. Green. Uh, let's see, broke. Let me see if I can pronounce his Twitter name. Broquan, Broquan9378 on Twitter. He said, Cam should definitely be starting, and I would have heard her play with the second unit. And at some point, he's going to start giving Jalen Johnson some minutes over Gallo. We literally have nothing to lose by playing him at this point. I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's a fair assessment. I don't necessarily agree that Cam should be starting over Herter. I still think Herter is the better, more consistent player right now, um, depending on what you want to do. But if you want it to shake up, I could see Cam starting, like if you want to shake things up. But um yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to Herter because Herter's been playing pretty decent. Like Herter's been playing de- pretty decent and he's been playing better defensively, you know? So um you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that part, but the idea of just giving Johnson some minutes, you know, see, see, you know, you don't gotta, you don't gotta, you don't gotta play him thirty minutes, but uh, just throw him out there, see what he has for you, you know what I'm saying? See what kind of energy he gives you, because right now you need some different energy, and you might sacrifice Gallo's offensive package, you know, and Gallo does have a deep offensive bag, but. Uh, Jalen Johnson might be able to surprise some folks, might be able to get some, you know, athleticism and some dunks and stuff to bring some much needed energy. They need a different energy. They need a different energy. Uh, he said, look, man, we have nothing to lose by playing him at this point. You know what I'm saying? Cause like what you're doing isn't working. <laughs> like it, it's, it's you're 14 to 15. It's not working. So, uh, uh Hey, Hey, bro, Brooke, you raise a valid point, man. You raise a valid point. Uh, let me see what else I have in here as far as, uh, and again, this is, uh, you know, we, we, we just chewing the fat, man. We just chewing the fat. And, uh, I just wanted to see what you guys, uh, had to say after the game. And I appreciate you guys engaging with me. Uh, Reggie's world, our guy, Reg, <laughs> he said the starters should be Trey, Herder, Reddish, JC, and Capella. The bench should be Reef. DeLon, TLC, Gallo, and Double O. 
So uh, he goes on further to say Lou shouldn't be in the rotation. Give Reef a shot. Getting to the point where they need to trade Gallo because his defense is that dreadful. But without Bogey or Hunter, they need his offense. Very, very good assessment, Reggie. Um, that's the thing. Like if you if you move Gallo, you gotta have somebody that can get their own shot. Somebody that's gonna be a scoring force with that second unit. And I'm not sure at this time you have anybody in your roster that you can rely on. You, I mean, you don't. You, I mean, and I, and again, I don't think a trade is imminent. I, I just don't right now. Um, GMs don't react like fans. So uh, Travis may be making some phone calls in in the in right now, but like I don't I don't I don't see anything happening like right now. Could be wrong, but I just don't see it. Thanks, Reg. Um, let's see, let's see. Atlanta Hawks Nation uh, said uh, he he mentioned something about. Um, so I sent out a tweet. I said. Uh, and I said, this isn't going to be popular, but I'm going to say it. Last night was the first time McMillan said something about effort. I said, I recall last year when a certain coach said they can't coach effort. I'm sure many of you guys saw that clip that kind of went viral. That uh, <laughs> that your boy, I, I asked Coach Pierce at the time. I was the only one that asked him a question. And, uh, like, what are your takeaways? He's like, I can't coach effort. Can't do it. The whole press conference was, like, 35 seconds. And uh, it went on. It was on ESPN. It made all, made all the rounds. But I, I thought it was a value because this was the first time Nate McMillan said something about effort. And I'm not saying this to, like, okay, you know, y'all did Lloyd Pierce wrong. No, Lloyd had to go. Pierce had to go. That's That's obvious. But if the effort thing is coming up again with a second coach, again, you have to look in the mirror. Every single one of them players. Because if two NBA coaches say, look, there's an effort issue here. Everybody's got to look in the mirror and say, hey, what are we doing? What are we doing? And what do we need to do? Period. Um ATL Hawks Nation, this is the tweet I was looking for for them. Uh, in response to the tweet I just said about, um, um, I, I said something about the minutes. And they said, hopefully we can have everyone back in January to get a real idea. I still see a trade coming. It's just too many mouths to feed. But it's clear we are missing Bogey and Dre, just like we were missing O. And solo as a vocal leader in the locker room, the simplest things matter. Exactly. I agree with him. Uh, you do miss Solo's leadership, I believe, in that locker room. Uh, a guy who is... Solo is a guy where if the ship is taking on water, he can let the guys know, like, look, let's patch the hole, let's not panic, and let's keep rowing. That is why you have Solomon Hill on your basketball team. He is a guy with playoff experience. He is a guy that's been around. He is a guy that knows when to make those 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 you know those speeches, and you kind of miss that, you know. You kind of miss that. So the the idea is to have everyone to get uh, as healthy as you can in January. However, look around the league, guys. Look around the league. Uh, a lot of teams 
are having guys out. And by the by the the Hawks haven't had to deal with a lot of COVID issues and had guys in the safety protocols. They've been doing a good job with that, I believe. Um everybody else has guys out, man. They're pulling guys from the G League. I saw that somebody just signed uh <laughs> your boy from Miami, uh Mario Chalmers. Like like folks is getting injured. Like, like they're getting desperate. I'm about to see how much eligibility I have. You know what I'm saying? I can get out there and, you know, I know I, get, I, know I can give you a little something. <laughs> give you five to seven minutes. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I definitely just wanted to come on real quick and just throw out some content just to give out my thoughts on uh, the Denver Nuggets game. It was obvious that, uh, look, man, 133 points, you're not going to win no basketball games. You're not going to win no basketball games, bruh. Like, Four guys in four guys scoring twenty points. Bones Highland went crazy. Twenty four points. The rook, the rook. For the record, I really liked Bones Highland coming out of uh, into this draft. I really liked him. Really liked him. Dude is just fearless. He's fearless. You know. Um, Hey, it, it, something's got to change, man. You got to change the energy. I don't know if if uh, he makes a change in, in, the, in the starting lineup, if he makes a change to the bench. I don't know, but something's got to change. Something's got to change. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just wanted to come on real quick and give my thoughts on Denver. I will have another pod tomorrow after the game um, on Sunday, which is at the time I'm recording this. Um, it is Saturday. So Sunday, uh, let me see who they play. They play the Cleveland Cavaliers, a very good Cleveland Cavaliers basketball team. This is not your Cleveland Cavaliers that your father knew with Larry Nance and Craig Elo, and which was a very good team. This is a new, improved Cleveland Cavalier team. Listen, this team is eighteen and twelve. <laughs> they have won five straight. They are currently the four seed in the East. I haven't looked at the early line on this game, but we're going to podcast after tomorrow's game, and we'll see what the Hawks have to offer. So in the meantime, in between time, make sure you're following the Hawks beat on all of our social media platforms. Swing by Apple Podcast and uh, give us a five-star rating and let us know what you think about the show. We would love to make any improvements or any suggestions, and uh, we're here for the people. So, like we always say, man, God is good all time, and all time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E, love. We out. Peace. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.